Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the morning show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. Happy day after Labor Day weekend, and what a great weekend. Yeah, it was. I had a, just a very busy weekend, but got a lot of stuff down, did the garage cleaning, so I'm all set to go. Oh, awesome. Got I'll a lot to over. Yeah, yeah. I want to check that out. Uh, I can't believe you were able to get it done in one weekend. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, uh, it was a lot of work. What'd you do this weekend? Just uh, sat just around, watched the, TV. No, <laughs> no, we uh, we went out to dinner. Oh, yeah. really? Where to? Uh, Smokehouse Fifty Two. Oh, nice. Yeah. Up the road. Yeah. Wow. It's very nice. How about that? And just enjoyed the beautiful weather. Uh, perfect weather for the last week. Sixty degrees right now, and the perfect weather comes to a screeching halt tonight. The National Weather Service is cautioning that uh, we could see some strong storms tonight. Starting at around 6 o'clock in Jackson, uh, we could see some strong winds, uh, hail, uh, heavy rain. Hail? Hail. Jeez. Mm -hmm. Large hail and brief tornadoes, also a possibility. So be aware, uh, we've got a front moving through tonight. Well, that's nuts. Mm -hmm. It uh, seems like every other day we have a front moving through. So, mm -hmm. Hey, did you watch... Uh, did you watch college football this week? I did. Did you? And you're a Michigan and Michigan State fan, I right? I am. Yeah, yeah I'm, so, I'm one of the unusual yeah, ones. Yeah, so both your teams won. They did. That was cool. Yeah, yeah Michigan State looked really good. Um, and I was thinking about Brandon and his safety because he was traveling, mm -hmm. and I was worried about them. Um, but Michigan State looked good. Michigan looked good. Um, and, After uh, the first quarter. Well, yeah, you know, it was <laughs> – I actually – so the reason I started my garage work was when uh, Ronnie Bell got hurt after a punt return. So I immediately gave up on the season and went to the garage and uh, got the garage all ready to go. Nice. Came back, did see Michigan ended up winning and they'll, they'll play Washington next week. So uh, I might look in on that one. I think the most exciting um, college football game of the weekend was the uh, Notre Dame-Florida State yes, game. Yes, it was. <laughs> and always comes down to uh, some type of horrible missed field goal. And of course, Florida State had a few bad plays that backed them up. Uh, and then Notre Dame was able to win. But Notre Dame was up significantly and um, allowed Florida State back in the game. And then Brian Kelly made an off-color joke, and no one liked it. <laughs> I'm I, not I, even going to repeat it because I know he was joking, and I think the people who were questioning him about it should lose their jobs. I had no idea about that Florida State quarterback. What a comeback oh story. Oh, my gosh. So that was just part of it. Yeah, the awful leg injury. The fact that... That kid was even out on the field as a miracle, let alone at uh, Division One Power, Florida State. Um, just a very good story. So mm -hmm. it was cool. It was good to see. Uh, good to see college football back. There were a lot of bad games though too. I wasn't too. I wasn't impressed with Georgia and Clemson. And that was I was a surprise. I wasn't too impressed with um, uh, Louisville at all last night either. So. Uh, U.S. Open uh, popular over the weekend as well from New York. Uh, for the first time ever, uh, no American player will be in the final eight. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I did not know that. <laughs> I, as you know, I don't follow uh, professional tennis, um, but uh, I take your word for it. Great match last, last night. Novak uh, won over... Um, uh, who was the, oh, Jel J Jensen Brooksby, a 20-year-old kid, and it was a very exciting um, good. night. Good. I'm yeah. glad you got locked into that. <laughs> the uh, Bright Walls mural team has made an announcement. The live mural that will be painted is going to be a, uh, a script of Jackson, cool. and it's going to have filled in uh, scenes of Jackson. And it's going to be on the side of the Jackson Coffee Company building. Oh, cool. Yesterday, um, workers painted the side of the building to pure white. And we're going to have a greetings from Jackson uh, mural on the side of that. Very, very cool. It's going to be cool. And last, it's been, this has been in the works for months. Mm -hmm. uh, over the winter, they spent, um, the Bright Walls team spent countless hours going through uh, various photographs and suggestions of what scenes of Jackson to fill the letters. So that is a mystery. We won't know. Yeah, I'm excited to, uh, to follow that. Now, who will be uh, painting that? Uh, the couple, Victor Ving and Lisa Beggs. It's called the Greetings Tour, and they work uh, all over the country to paint 
um, murals that uh, look like iconic postcards. That's very cool. So, yep. Consumers Energy sponsoring um, that mural. And already you can see evidence of the bright spots because uh, they are wrapping uh, utility boxes with murals. And uh, it's good to see Jackson uh, people getting into the spirit of the uh, murals. <laughs> there is uh, a person um, all decked out. And, uh, we came say. down on uh, <laughs> Saturday for a uh, coffee and uh, looked at the bright boxes and I had a Ella and her little buddy with me, and they thought they, those were just, just so cool. Yeah. And they are very cool. They are. So they're uh, all throughout um, the downtown area. So check them out. I think they have um, maybe four or five done. I'm not sure how many. Uh, yeah, there's four or five done at least, and uh, they are all on uh, Michigan Ave. But what a cool way to, uh, to cover up the uh, ugly green utility. Color. You don't even notice them. And I, I think that the um, the graffitis will stay away from them because mm -hmm. you don't you don't mess up another person's art. No, you don't. So, uh, and there are cameras on every single one of those boxes. So if you do uh, graffiti them, um, HD <laughs> camera footage will be delivered to the police department. Yeah. September 16, 17, and 18. Bright walls, bright spots. Uh, not the grand finale next year, the grand finale of Bright Walls. And what a difference that Bright Walls Mural Festival has made to our community. Yeah. It's yeah, amazing. It's, it's been awesome. It's, mm -hmm. uh, there's always something to do in downtown because of Bright Walls. You can always, uh, you can always come down and, and check out the murals. And they're very cool. And every time uh, we have uh, a friend over, someone that doesn't get downtown much, we always take them down. And they're always amazed. Um, at the, the, just the murals and the quality of uh, things we have to do down here. It is amazing, it really Fair. is. Mm -hmm. uh, remember the Kraft macaroni and cheese ice cream? Mm -hmm. It sold out when they first uh, introduced it. I, I think do. about two hours. Well, we are going to try it today. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's tough because I'm allergic to most ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're giving away some. Yes, we are. So later in the show, We'll actually try it, and you'll see then if you want to even win it, but we'll be giving away a pint of the Kraft, Kraft Macaroni and cheese? cheese Ice Cream. Wow. Plus, in case you don't like that, you'll also um, get a pint of peanut butter brownie chip and a pint of honeycomb. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. write to us now. Yeah, so I just write to us for your mail. Whoops, gtv.tv. Wow. Uh-oh. That's you. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, wow, Bart screwed up. <laughs> Going to have to yell at yourself yeah. to the oh, uh, shoot. Um, the pandemic is still rolling along. JPS has gone to masks uh, for this week. I thought that was inevitable and probably something that most schools are going to end up having to go to, not because of the political choice of the leaders of the school, just because of the uh, numbers in the state of Michigan. Um, so I do expect that to kind of come down the line. You're kind of mm -hmm. seeing some, some things. Now, I, t I talked last week about the big house. I said, there's no way that place will be full. You were wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong, so I'd like to apologize. The place was full. Now, talking to folks that were there, um, no, there were not there were not any masks. You no. did not have to wear masks into the uh, bathroom or anything. The only place that um, people saw masks were in the small M den, and they handed handed you one to come in there. So hmm. interesting. All the. All yeah. the uh, regulations and restrictions that come down from the University of Michigan, but when the football team plays, out the window. No. So, and that's what you know. I think that's just kind of the way the way things are in society. I mean, there's not uh, you're not going to get 109,000 people to wear masks outside, anyways. So, but yeah, it was very busy. It was crazy. Masks not evident at any of these sporting events. And, and a lot of that is, you know, um, masks are not required outdoors. There's been, of course, little to no spread outside, but you did have all those people right next to each other, which is, which is uh, obviously a concern. So hopefully most of those people were vaccinated. I'm sure they were. Well, we've got um, two more Michigan counties that issued mask mandates on Friday, Washtenaw and Ingham County. That is for all school children at every level whether it's public or private, in both of those counties. As Andy mentioned, Jackson Public Schools on Friday issued a mask mandate that goes into effect today. And statewide, uh, eight of the nine most populous counties now have uh, face mask uh, mandates. 
And so that's uh, 220 districts, uh, about um, half. Half the kids in the state of Michigan have uh, mask mandates. It's easier for the schools, you know, when you do have a positive case to figure out who needs to quarantine and who's not if you have a mask on. So, but again, mm -hmm. it's just a challenge for everyone involved. Total challenge. The um, latest report from Jackson County, uh, 60 new cases reported on Friday. We have 17 persons at Henry Ford Legion's Health. And a little bit of good news, uh, the uh, vaccination rate in Jackson County is going up. As of Friday, 57.7% of Jackson County residents aged 12 and older have had at least their first dose. 53.3% are fully vaccinated. So that's that good. And statewide, I think we're about uh, 350,000 away from that 70% first mm -hmm. dose mark. So still yeah. a long ways to go. Um, as we creep up toward that 70% number. Yeah, um, the other good news is hospitalizations um, in the U.S. are declining for the first time since early June. So that's a good sign. Very good. And it seems to be, a, it's like a two month, uh, two months up, two months down, two months up, two months down. It makes no sense no. whatsoever. Uh, yep. Uh, it wasn't a uh, happy Labor Day for millions of Americans who are losing jobless benefits. Three federal programs expired yesterday. So now more than 8 million people who are out of work across the U.S. will be losing all their benefits this week. 8 million people. In addition, there are almost 3 million people who will lose their uh, $300 a week bonus. And that goes into effect right now. Um, so a lot of people um, still um, suffering and uh, being unemployed, they're going to have uh, more challenges. We'll see if that uh, kicks the job rate back up. Um, one of those, you know, you think about gig workers, they're still kind of affected by this, right? Mm -hmm. Gig workers, yeah. if they haven't found another job. So um, <clears throat> it is interesting as we kind of close out this summer head into fall and head into an unknown winter um you know some of these people will still be impacted but of course there's a lot of a lot of folks taking advantage of uh, jobless benefits that um could be able to go to work and there's plenty of jobs available yes there are who's on the show today today we have a great show we have zoe lyons from the mdhhs and dr Cortland katayan who is the vice president of population at Henry Ford Allegiance. And we'll get things started right after this. This is an American Red Cross blood donation alert. The Red Cross is facing a severe blood shortage and is urging eligible donors of all types to give now and help avoid delays in life-saving medical care for patients this summer. More donations are needed to replenish the blood supply and help address the extraordinary blood needs of hospitals and patients right now. Be a hero to a patient in need. Use the Blood Donor app. Visit redcrossblood.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS to make an appointment to help save lives. I knew coming from changing careers, it was going to be hard for me to get an interview and I think that's the hardest part nowadays is getting your resume in the right hands and out of how many people apply for the same position, why your resume. She put me in front of the right people, which without her, there was no way I would be in the position I am today. They're knowledgeable, they know what they're doing. They really know what they're doing. So they're really able to help you. I would not have found it without them. The future is bright with the Jackson Area Career Center and you. With more than 20 hands-on learning programs, high school juniors and seniors can attain a high-wage job upon graduation, industry certifications, or earn college credits before stepping foot on campus. Start your career pathway now in fields like agri-science, automotive technology, construction trades, healthcare, law enforcement, manufacturing, and many more. Check us out online and talk to your high school counselor about enrolling today. The Jackson Area Career Center. Careers happen here. Come to the Downtown Jackson for Brightwall's 2021, September 16th through 18th. You can expect live mural painting, concerts, food trucks, dancing, magic, and even a Bright Paws dog-themed event. 
pop-up break box, art installations, a lip sync battle, local artists painting competitions, and more. Don't miss it. BrightWallsJackson.com Finding the home of your dreams is exciting. I'm Andy Bloom with Pillow to Post Home Inspectors, and I look forward to taking the next step with you in securing that dream, the home inspection. Having the correct information about the condition of a home empowers you to make the best possible choice when purchasing a property. As your home inspection professional, I ensure confident home ownership with a detailed and objective Welcome back to The Morning Show. Our first guest today is the Jackson Director for the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services, Zoe Lyons. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Doing really well. Good. How are you now that school's back in? Is that, uh, is that a good thing? Yeah. Yeah. I don't have uh, K-12 kids anymore, but I got my youngest off to college, so... So we're empty nesters <laughs> yeah. again. We'll see how that, how that goes. Now, a lot of the uh, state programs that you work with help, help children, help children that are in schools. Is yeah. it uh, the start of this year a little bit easier than the start of last year for you? I, yeah, it seems like there were just a few more things in place, obviously, including in person. And so, yeah, that makes things a little bit easier. We have a, a new program that uh, MDHHS is uh, kicking off called Handle With Care. Yeah, so it's not actually not brand new, but every year it's, I think it's great to remind people about it. Um, we actually started it in Jackson uh, several years ago and it's spread uh, throughout the state. So I think there's over uh, 50 counties now that do Handle With Care, um, but it's just something we're I think so proud of here in Jackson because we uh, started it in the state after hearing about it from West Virginia. So what is it, what does it do? So um, I actually read an article about it a couple years ago in West Virginia, and it was at the same time that Ferguson, Missouri was mm -hmm. sort of happening, and there was the unrest between the police and the community. And, um, and we work closely with the police and Children's Protective Services, so um, I really was just interested in, you know, how can we maybe bring this to our community? Well, what it is, it's about um, the police and schools and um, therapists, counselors working together to um, ensure that children who might have experienced trauma um, kind of get a little extra support in school. Because what we, what we see is if, if um, counselors or teachers or principals don't understand that children might have experienced trauma, it comes out in behaviors. Mm -hmm. um, which things that you would consider like bad behavior at school, right? But if they have a little bit of a heads up that maybe they experienced something traumatic, then instead of just sort of headed straight for go see the principal, mm -hmm. you get a little bit more understanding. And, and the other thing is um, you can kind of watch that child and just um, pay attention before that bad behavior sort of helps. So it's like it's a preventative yeah. uh, mechanism. Uh, I'm assuming divorce, loss of a loved one, obviously. What about some things like uh, not eating until 11 o'clock at night every night or things like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I, the way that it works is that um, it's when police get called out okay. to some kind of an incident. Now, it can be something serious. It could be a shooting or a drug overdose, or it could be um, a, a car accident, or maybe a grandparent died and people are being notified. Mm -hmm. Or So um, we never know what trauma, it, you know, which specific trauma is going to uh, impact a child. So um, the police, when they're doing part of their uh, contact, they just find out if there's a child around, they find out uh, the child's name and where they go to school, and they just send something to the school the next day that says, handle Bobby Smith with care. Hmm. And the school doesn't know anything about what it is that happened, they just know that Bobby might have a, a rough day. Hmm. And, so, um, and so in that way, it just sort of helps keep everybody um, sort of settled. That's great. And, um, and then for, for about 95% of the kids, that's all it takes, mm -hmm. is just a little extra um, support. 
And then for about 5%, it need, there's a little bit more that's needed. And so there's this third piece of it where the schools um, have a memorandum of understanding with a therapeutic agency, and then they can help the parents make referrals for counseling on site at the school. So um, some of the reasons parents don't send kids to therapy is I don't have transportation, I can't take time off work. Well, now the therapist will come to the school and then wow. the child gets what they need. How many kids uh, would fall into that category of being exposed to violence or trauma? Well, we have been getting, I would say, probably uh, 50 to 70 handle with care notices per month. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. Yeah, and I would say that's, that's a, probably a tiny piece really? of it, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, um, because, you know, the police officers, so we have every, the great thing about Jackson, too, is every police agency is involved. So whether it's Columbia Police or uh, the Jackson Sheriff's Office or the Jackson Police Department, um, every police agency is involved and every school. So we have all of the public school districts, we have all the charter schools, the Catholic and Christian schools, everybody said we wanna be part of this. And they said it right from the beginning. So, um, so it, we, do, we have these sort of little reminder things mm -hmm. for police officers. Um, we have little cards that they can carry with them that says, hey, these might be examples. Um, we have actually thank you notes for the schools to send to police officers because we feel like if they get thanked for what they do. Um, but yeah, it's so I think it's a sm that's a probably a, you know, maybe half of the kids who really should be getting them, um, but we're working on it. Yeah, that's yeah. a great program for yeah. sure. They, and teachers don't have to wonder. Right. Yeah, so the, the principal then would uh, spread the word among the staff and then are the, uh, are the People in the school, are they trained on how to respond when they get a handle with care notice? Yeah, so we've done lots of, uh, you might know that Bob Powell and I, he's the CEO at Family Service and Children's Aid. We do the ACE training, Adverse mm -hmm. Childhood Experiences. So we've uh, made it one of our sort of goals to get out to every school district. Um, we offer training when the ISD does district or uh, countywide trainings. Um, and then, uh, you know, teachers, that's part of their training too. Like they know how to take good care of kids. So mm -hmm. do school counselors and principals. It's just sort of reminding them that there's probably something that happened behind the behavior that they're looking at. And, um, and so, yeah, they, um, they, a lot of them have come to training. There's so much trauma-informed work in the last few years too um, that, that they're, I, I think that they're prepared for it. Um, and especially now with COVID, they're really understanding trauma and how to take good care of kids. And the kid, they know nothing about it. They just get nope. special treatment and... They just get, yeah, some support. I mean, it might be something like, uh, I have a test today, and, um, uh, but I got a handle with care notice last night, and so teacher says, maybe we'll do the test tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You know, nobody knows anything different. Mm -hmm. Um, or maybe um, they're falling asleep, and so instead of like sending them to the principal's office and go home, they go, ah, why don't you go down to their nurse's office and take a little nap and then come back? You know, so it's it's not anything too, yeah. you know, too difficult. Great program. Very we'll, good. Uh, we'll hear more about it, and more from Zoe Lyons from MDHHS after these messages. Almost 17 years at the old plant. Never thought I'd see the day when we shut her down. But we're going coal free. I stayed on for two years to monitor the air quality. I'm still with the company, and we're still keeping the air clean. This is what it's all about. Children's Center is a faith-based ministry whose mission is to serve and strengthen families in the Jackson community. With infant, toddler, preschool, and kindergarten readiness programs for children two weeks to six years of age. Felician Children's Center is a loving, nurturing environment with a creative, play-based curriculum to help each child develop, learn, and grow. To learn more about enrollment or how you can donate to support this vital community resource, visit FeliciaChildrenCenter.org. 
Get the facts about the COVID-19 vaccine. COVID-19 vaccines are safe and effective and provide our best hope of ending the pandemic and returning to normal. The walk-in clinic at Center for Family Health is providing vaccines Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. and 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Saturday and Sunday. No appointment is necessary. Don't delay. Stop in today. The Center for Family Health has been opening the door to health care for all in Jackson County for 30 years. Welcome to the Blessed Nest, located in between JTV and Tilted Arcade, two doors down from the Dirty Bird. We are a proud realtor of Brighton Jewelry, women's clothing, shoes, and boots. We have a great selection of unique gifts for the whole family, home decor, wall art, and furniture. We also have a baby section and men's gift section. We appreciate our customers shopping local because you not only help our business and employees, but also the community that we donate to and sponsor all through the year. Just imagine how long your retirement will be. 10 years, 20 years, 30 years? Do you have enough saved? Can your retirement portfolio survive a stock market downturn? So many times I hear, I wish I would have talked to you sooner. I am Brian Smith with Summit Wealth Advisors and I'm here to answer your questions. Your new ride is waiting for you at Avenue Auto. We've been giving Jackson great deals on pre-owned vehicles for 27 years. With 80 or more vehicles on the lot, each with a free warranty, we're your family-owned and operated choice in Jackson. You know who opens drains others can't? Minuteman Sewer and Drain. Sewer and Drain experts never hesitate to call. They can fix a problem before it becomes a bigger problem. And they stand... Zoe Lyons is with us from MDHHS, the Jackson director, and we're talking about the uh, Handle with Care program where uh, in cases where there's some sort of a trauma that police know about, they're able to notify schools to get the uh, kid uh, maybe a little bit of uh, extra love that day in school. Right. But what about um, kids that are experiencing trauma where the police aren't involved? Maybe there's mm -hmm. a bitter divorce or maybe there's just there's no food or those kinds of situations. And those happen every single day as well. So, um, you know, I think part of what Handle With Care has done as we've talked about it is just really increase the awareness of trauma overall. And you know, the, the mindset shift that we hope people bring when they hear about um, adverse childhood experiences, you know, we look at people's behavior a lot of times and in our minds we're like, what is wrong with that person, right? And, <laughs> um, and the mindset shift really is to think, what might have happened that's causing them to act that way? And so when you shift to that, what might have happened, it really just brings a more empathetic response. Um, and so we hope that teachers and counselors and principals do that with kids and with the kids' parents, because the likelihood is strong that that child's parent also had um, a, a rough childhood. And so it's just about um, approaching people a little bit differently, offering support instead of just sort of that negative response. And then do the police um, do any kind of follow-up knowing that they have a handle with care kid that mm -hmm. uh, they've kind of I guess maybe, you know, put some extra interest in? Yeah, they don't really. Um, and that's really, the I think, the, the connection is that we want the, the, the community wants the police to just let the school know and then let the school sort of do their work with them. Um, I think we, we have these thank you notes, which is a nice thing just to say thank you for, for making that handle with care notice. Um, but really it's just about um, support. And so the police um, then go on and, and go to their next thing. So, yeah. yeah. Now you have a, a new reporting system that you're introducing. Yeah, so, um, so Jackson started this, as I said, a couple uh, years ago. Really quickly, two other counties, Washtenaw and Eaton County, came on board. And then um, we've, there's, there's uh, three or four of us from Jackson, uh, Chief Hitt from the Jackson mm -hmm. Police Department, myself, uh, and another person who've gone around the state training. 
but all of the reporting has really been email or fax or you know something like that. So now that we have so many people involved, so many counties, we also have uh, somebody at the state DHHS office who is sort of taking over my role, thank goodness. Um, and they're creating an electronic uh, notification system. So I think it's gonna be um, either a website or an app that law enforcement can just um, log into put in the child's name in the school, hit send, and it will go automatically to the school. So, um, so we, I think we'll have maybe some more, again, that sort of uptick and um, because it's easier to do. Is there a, a counseling component to the handle with care? Yeah, there is. So that third, that third step is for kids who are really struggling, then there's that therapeutic um, intervention that can happen. And so the schools work with the counselors to get that in place. Yeah, with school back in session um, today, uh, statewide, but uh, it's been a week or two for Jackson. Mm -hmm. Are you anticipating that because we've been all these months with COVID where kids haven't been fully in school, we're gonna mm -hmm. see more reports? Yeah, I think we typically see more once school starts. We do it all year round mm -hmm. because we don't, we want police officers to not get out of the habit of it over the summer. Mm -hmm. And the schools have actually said, you know, we have summer programs and we have lots of places where we interact with kids that we can give support even over the summer. Um, but we do see it sort of tick up as the school gets started, so. Do yeah. the do mandates uh, in neighboring counties? Do they have any impact on um, how you guys can do your job here, or is it pretty for much handle with care? Now? Yeah, um, you know we've our police officers have been really great. So there's been some times where they've been involved with kids who are in school in Ohio, and they'll call the school in Ohio wow. and say, "Hey, this is what we do here in Jackson, Michigan, and your kid was here, so we just want to." see it you know let you know nice um so it, you know it doesn't matter we can go across county lines and they've even done it across right. state lines they should so. be doing that everywhere yeah. yeah yeah all those ohio kids hanging out at clark lake <laughs> right <laughs> there's a lot that's right <laughs> so if someone that sees some example of trauma that doesn't get police reported mm -hmm. uh can a, an a, a average citizen contact a school and you know we don't have anything uh, specifically in place with that, but we have had that question before. I would say um, anyone can contact me mm -hmm. at any point and I can help make sure that happens. We have had a parent call. They, she called me and said, my kids had this experience last night and I just, I've heard about Handle With Care, but mm -hmm. I wanna make sure that that, that notice got made. Oh, and nice. so, um, so we did, we called, I got all the schools and we just made sure that, that they knew it. And so, yeah, it's really positive. Well, thanks for uh, sharing details of the uh, program with us and our viewers today. Sure, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Good to see you. Uh, Zoe Lyons, the Jackson Director of the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services, located in the uh, State Office Building in downtown Jackson. Over the weekend, Andy and I sat down with Dr. Cortland Katayan, Vice President of Population Health at Henry Ford Allegiance Health, to talk about the pandemic and the vaccine. We'll have that uh, visit with Dr. Katayan when we continue. The PIC Center is an independent practice that has provided care to the Jackson area for over 25 years. Doctors O'Neill and CAC supervise antibiotic infusions, as well as those for many other conditions, such as inflammatory bowel, joint, and lung disease, anemia, and multiple sclerosis. Our modern facility is open seven days a week, and the infusion staff will make you feel right at home. Let your doctor know you have a choice where you receive your next infusion. Remember, when you've picked us, you've picked the best. What I would say to somebody coming into Grass Lake is to look at how caring the community is. The administrators, the staff, the teachers, parents, anybody that's part of the school has the best interest of the children in mind. We care about our kids. Uh, I have a high schooler emails all the time from his teachers. Eight o'clock at night, he's getting a text asking how they're doing. We do the same thing at the middle school. Our staff cares. Our staff wants our kids to succeed, and uh, they show that in so many ways. I love the staff and the students. That's what keeps me here. I have a great school board who's very supportive, and they're open to new ideas. I think teachers 
flourish in a place where they're allowed to be who they are. And then if they can be who they truly are as an educator, that's always better for the students because it's authentic. And I think that Grass Lake has afforded me the opportunity to be an authentic educator. Whether your project is far away, Closer to home, O'Hara Construction is here for all your commercial and industrial design and build needs. O'HaraConstruction.com. Orthopedic rehab specialists, trusted by more physicians, athletic trainers, coaches, and parents than any other physical therapy clinic in Mid Michigan. If your athlete is injured, orthopedic rehab specialists. Welcome back to the morning show. Joining us now from Henry Ford Allegiance Health is Vice President of Population Health, Dr. Cortland Katam. Welcome back. Thank you. Good morning, here, Bart. Thank you. Uh, here we are, uh, first day of school uh, after Labor Day, and already we have a uh, mask mandate. Jackson Public Schools uh, instituting a, a mask mandate, and this is something that you are in favor of. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, and so the um, the uh, the CDC, both the CDC, so basically every every organization um, with professionals um, in this space has recommended to mandate masks in schools. Um, so that comes from the CDC, the state health department, um, all local health departments in the state of Michigan are basically recommending. Um, some have gone as far as mandating. Um, so so all the science is in favor of doing this. Um, and, uh, and, and I'm glad to see that, that the Jackson schools went ahead and took that step. It's yeah. interesting, some of, uh, some of the schools, uh, you wait two weeks, things happened like we thought they would, and now we're seeing across the state the mask mandate. Is that kind of what, what you expected? Yeah, I think you know, for, the, for the schools that, that have it in place, um, I think they got a little bit, you know, they, they got a little bit ahead of the game in terms of being able to um, you know, get on board with the science. The, the ones that haven't mandated it or weren't consistent with the mask wearing, I think, are finding, because there's been many districts that have already started, that they're ending up with so many students in quarantine because of exposures that it's really hard to have a normal school year. Um, so, uh, so masking helps obviously reduce transmission, and then you'll have fewer cases and you'll have less exposures and less need for quarantine. So um, I think to run a normal school year, most schools are finding that this is really going to be necessary. Yeah, that's what JPS did. They, they had several hundred. In uh, quarantine, so exactly. Uh, a couple weeks ago, you were part of a, a, a letter that uh, was published statewide, urging people to uh, get vaccinated. And just a couple of days ago, uh, the health system put out another uh, urgent uh, uh, request for uh, people in the state of Michigan to, to get vaccinated, and that continues. That's that's the big push right now. Yeah, I, you know, the the vaccine um, is, uh, and we've said this I think all along. Uh, this is one of the safest, most effective vaccines. It's really ever been developed. I mean, the technology in these vaccines is absolutely incredible. Um, I was one of the first in line when I could get it back at the end of 2020. Um, and um, so there's, um, in terms of people getting sicker, people ending up in the hospital, people dying, the vaccines are tremendously protective uh, against that. Um, we are seeing more, more evidence of breakthroughs. So some people get vaccinated and they are still getting sick. Um, usually those people have mild symptoms. Um, I think it's important to remember that uh, when the vaccines first came out and we heard these really grand numbers for effectiveness, 95%, um, that uh, that's not 100%, so you're still gonna get people to get cases. And now we've got so many people vaccinated, you're gonna have more people that are getting, they're getting breakthrough because we know the vaccines were never gonna be 100% or preventing cases. So um, they're still very safe, very effective. Um, we are seeing it's more prevalent in those breakthrough cases because you just had so many more people vaccinated in this at this point, right? Hundreds of millions of people across the United States have been vaccinated. Are you seeing with the FDA approval of the Pfizer vaccine that that's perhaps convincing more people to get the vaccine? I think it's, I think it's helping. I do think it's helping. I think, you know, if I can, you know, speak just about Allegiance, um, Allegiance implemented a vaccine mandate for its employees uh, a few months ago now, um, and we're 
we're approaching the 90% uh, threshold with our employees, so very happy to see that. Um, and I think in these last couple weeks, since we've seen the full approval come through for the FDA, because that was one of the people's, I think, very primary concerns or common concerns as folks had was, um, well, it's not fully approved by the FDA now that it is. That concern is really gone. And so we've seen, I think, a, I think we've seen more of a bump in the last few weeks. So that's been very, very positive. Health system's concerned about a potential fourth wave. Uh, and it looks like at Henry Ford Legion's Health, we're seeing the numbers go back up in terms of hospitalizations. Where are we right now? We are, yeah. And <clears throat> so we have, um, I checked the numbers this, this morning. There's about 20 folks in-house right now with COVID. Um, one of those people had been vaccinated. Um, across the country, 98% of the cases of those hospitalized are unvaccinated. So at this point, it is a disease of the unvaccinated folks. Um, but, uh, but we have seen numbers creep up a little bit. Um, in Jackson County right now, uh, there's over, um, uh, I believe it's over 800, I think it's 850 active cases. And um, we got to a point in the middle of sort of July with a lull there that we were um, down almost in the sort of double digits, you know, away from triple digits. We, we've, we've really spiked, spiked back up again uh, to get up to over 800 cases in the county. What do we know about the Delta variant or why or is it more contagious? And then are the symptoms different from the original strain? Yeah, so Delta is, um, is significantly more contagious, um, much more contagious than, than the other strains. And um, there is, uh, the viruses have developed as they've kind of evolved over time as they've been circulating. Um, the Delta variant evolved this mutation that makes it easier to latch on to the receptor on a human cell. So it it's, binds more tightly. It's much more, um, much more able to cause infection. And um, the symptoms, however, are exactly the same. So people get fever, chills, um, cough, shortness of breath, um, those types of things. So recognizing it is the same. The hard part with COVID is that um, compared to like the flu, for instance, um, in cases of COVID, the um, people tend to transmit disease before they get symptoms. So um, it's a common misconception that well, I'll just be careful, and if I start to feel symptoms, I'll you know I'll get away from everybody else. At that point, you've probably already been exposing people for two or three days. Um, with the flu, people are most contagious when they have the most symptoms. So it's really about 48 hours before symptoms onset that people are starting to spread COVID, and that's why it's been really hard to get a get a handle on. Talk about those breakthrough cases. One person out of 20 right now in the hospital that was vaccinated. So what what kind of uh, a condition is that person in that needs hospitalization? Typically what we've seen, the folks that have been hospitalized that were vaccinated is these are people who are already um, with some type of condition that compromised their immune system in a significant way. So these are folks that had cancer or are on drugs that you know suppress their immune system because they had a transplant. Um, these are the these are the reason why we all need to get vaccinated because there's folks like that that want to get vaccinated and need to be protected, but aren't able to mount a really effective uh, immune response uh, to a vaccine. Um, and so we've actually already seen um, the FDA authorize the CDC um, recommend a third booster dose of vaccines for this group of people specifically to try and give them the most protection that we can. That's what I was gonna ask uh, next, who is that booster shot available? And then is it available in Jackson County? Yeah, so uh, so, so right now, um, and you have to kind of divide the population up, but, um, but for, the, uh, for the immunocompromised folks, so that's people, um, and these are people, you know, talk to your doctor to, you know, understand if you're in this group, but these are people that actively have or are being treated for cancer, they're on chemotherapy, transplant, um, take steroids or other medications to suppress their immune system long term. Um, those people right now can get in and, and, we're, and we're proactively reaching out. I mean, we have a lot of those patients at Allegiance and we, re we reach out to those patients and we're getting them in to get them to get their third doses. Um, the general population um, is, I think where people obviously have the most questions is when do I get my booster, when do I get my third dose? Um, and uh, that communication, I think, has been confu confusing for some folks. Um, the, um, the, uh, there was a joint press release, actually, it was on August 18th, and it came from uh, folks at the CDC and the Surgeon General, um, Anthony Fauci was on the release, so a whole bunch of sort of you know, federal um, leaders in medicine, and um, it said that 
Um, we are sort of gearing up to do a third dose of vaccines starting eight months after your second dose, pending um, evaluation of the evidence by the FDA and the CDC. Um, so they kind of said, we're going to get everything ready, but we really need to make sure that, that the evaluation is done properly, the evidence is evaluated. And so that's not done yet. So um, if everything sort of all the pieces fall into place, all the dominoes fall into place, there could be people getting third doses in early October. Um, but that may be optimistic just based on what needs to happen between now and then. People that are being treated at the hospital for COVID, are, are there any new um, uh, protocols for uh, their treatment? So um, the, most, um, the most effective way to avoid COVID is to get a vaccine. <laughs> um, so, um, and that's actually, you know, not to belabor the point, but I think it's, it is, um, it's gut-wrenching now for doctors and nurses in the hospital to see people coming in with COVID, getting very sick. Um, families cannot visit them, right, when it's completely preventable at this point. Um, so that's, that's, that's difficult for us that we deal with on a daily basis. Um, that said, um, for folks that do contract COVID, um, so if, if that first line of defense, that vaccine and the mask wearing and the hand hygiene isn't um, uh, sort of primary prevention hasn't worked, um, the monoclonal antibodies are really effective treatments. That's actually an outpatient treatment. Also for folks that tend to be higher risk and have uh, increased risk of hospitalization. So, um, and we do that allegiance as well. It's an infusion-based therapy. Um, and then if somebody kind of gets past vaccine, antibody infusion ends up being in the hospital, um, then there's sort of, you know, everything available in the hospital is available, right? Um, respiratory support on a ventilator, other medications, so there's, there's a lot of things in the hospital that can be done, but um, we can prevent people from going to the hospital, and that's really the, that's really the important message right now. How are uh, you and the staff, doctors and nurses, really everyone, how's everyone holding up? Uh, can't imagine how it's been for you all during yeah. this pandemic, you're right there. Yeah, we say it's been a long year, but now it's been almost two years, yeah. right? So it's going to be a long two years. Um, I think that the, um, uh, I mean, the people in the hospital are very committed, um, and but it's uh, uh, it is it's draining, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's draining to be um, working on the same problem for so long, and I think now to see the um, uh, see that it's so preventable, but still have people coming into the hospital is discouraging. So I think that the best thing that will uplift the spirits of the folks who are there working the most is to see people vaccinated and to see people not needing to be hospitalized. Yeah, I would hate to be one of those people who didn't get vaccinated and ends up in the ER and then have to yeah. look look you all in the face. Yeah. And it's they tough. ask, they, when they're there, they say, can I get the shot now, yeah. right? <laughs> it, is, it is interesting to see how many more people are interested in getting vaccinated after they've had COVID because they, they say, I never want to go through that again. Right. And uh, the mask wearing. That's not just for school kids. So that, um, so the way that uh, the CDC recommendation is is based on um, the transmission level in the county. So um, there's there's four levels. There's low, medium, substantial, and high. Um, Jackson County and virtually every county in Michigan right now is in the high transmission state. It's if you look at a map of Michigan, it's bright red right now. Mm -hmm. And so the CDC recommendations are that. Um, even if you're vaccinated indoors, um, wearing a mask now is important because we're at a substantial or high transmission level in this county. Once it drops down to the moderate level, they say you can no longer do the masks indoors, but because we're so high now indoors, and we're so high now in the county, recommendation is again, everybody to mask up indoors. We uh, know that you're at about 90% of your staff mm -hmm. uh, getting vaccinated and when you've got people that work in the hospital and see all these sick people from COVID and still don't get vaccinated, for the general population that's still hesitant, what more do people need to see and hear? Yeah. yeah, I think, I mean, you're asking this question about how you kind of convince people to get get vaccinated. And, um, you know, I, it's, uh, it's a lot of hard work and it's a lot of bringing people up to speed on education and what's the, what's the science say and what's the evidence say. Um, there's, um, people have deeply held beliefs, right? And, and you just have to get them um, to, to appreciate and understand the evidence and, and what's the evidence say and the science say. Um, and, uh, but it's hard. You know, there's people that, that really, really are recalcitrant and hesitant and have concerns about, about the vaccine. So we have a lot of frontline workers, very tired. Early days of the pandemic, we were 
bringing food over and having parades. What's the, what's the best way to do this <laughs> to support everyone that's uh, all beat up, uh, uh, the frontline workers? No, I, I mean, so um, everybody appreciated that all, by the way. Um, but uh, no, I think I think at this point, it's it's um, this is part of it's part of our routine. It's part of our work. It's it's part of what we see when we come to work every day. Um, but uh, the thing that will make folks in healthcare the happiest is to not see people leaving the hospital. Um, and, and that means getting vaccinated and doing the things to take care of each other and wearing masks and, and all those preventive steps. Seems like we're seeing some uh, employer mandates now for uh, vaccinations. And uh, just this morning, a couple more uh, national companies like AT&T. Um, is that something that you see? Do you, do you anticipate other companies will follow Henry Ford? I, I do. Um, I mean, I think we were very proud to be sort of at the front of that wave. And uh, I think we're going to see more companies do something like this. The, um, the legality of this has been challenged uh, in court um, sort of several different ways, and it's held up. Um, so I think you're going to see companies do it because it's a, um, uh, it's a real issue for their workforce because they can lose huge percentages of, of their employees to either quarantine or illness. Mm -hmm. It's hard to be a productive company when a lot of your people are home in quarantine or sick. So, um, so I think we'll see either, either, either true mandates or incentives. Uh, companies like Delta are actually surcharging people on their health insurance. Their, their employees, are, it's an extra 200 bucks a month for their health insurance if they aren't vaccinated. So we're gonna see more, I think, creative ways like that to really influence people to get vaccinated. Dr. Cortland Katayan with us on The Morning Show. I want to thank you for being with us, and thanks for uh, all that information that the community definitely needs to hear. We appreciate it. My pleasure. We'll be right back after this break. Do you need a plumber? Grimes Plumbing Company, licensed and insured, proudly serves the Jackson area with fast, reliable service and competitive pricing, both for repairs and new installs. For fast, reliable plumbing service, call Grimes Plumbing today. And remember, we love water. With proper alignment, your vehicle's tires can last a lot longer. At GeForce Automotive, we perform a comprehensive front-end inspection and perform a complete alignment on your car, truck, or SUV. We'll keep you driving straight down the road. At GeForce Automotive, we make friends one car repair at a time. The PIC Center is an independent practice that has provided care to the Jackson area for over 25 years. Doctors O'Neill and CAC supervise antibiotic infusions, as well as those for many other conditions, such as inflammatory inflammatory bowel, joint, and lung disease, anemia, and multiple sclerosis. Our modern facility is open seven days a week, and the infusion staff will make you feel right at home. Let your doctor know you have a choice where you receive your next infusion. Remember, when you've picked us, you've picked the best. Someone once told me that every community needs a strong hospital, a strong college, and a strong bank. County National Bank is that bank. CMB provides outstanding personal banking services and is the bank of choice for several nonprofit organizations that serve our communities. It's an honor to be part of the growth of the communities we serve in Jackson, Brookville, Lenaway, Calhoun counties. And we're proud to help local businesses expand and succeed. CMB is banking that stays in the community. Why is Recruit Specialized Staffing the right choice for you? At Recruit, we have great benefits that we offer from day one, plus great referral bonuses. We have an easy application process that is offered in person or remotely. So apply online today at RecruitSpecialized.com or in person at 1030 Lawrence Avenue in Jackson or call 795-2515 for more information. That number again is 795-2515. At Recruit, we work for you. Recruit Specialized Staffing, an equal opportunity employer. Gilbert Chocolates has been a Jackson tradition for over 120 years. We've built a reputation for quality gourmet chocolate that you can taste in every bite. Handcrafted and made fresh right here in Jackson. Enjoy a variety of fudge, chocolates, truffles, and more.
Welcome back to the morning show presented by the Pick Center. Andy, you'll recall um, earlier this summer we had a story about a uh, ice cream company, uh, Van Leeuwen Ice Cream Company in New York, that came out with a uh, collaboration between Kraft for macaroni and cheese ice cream. Well, we have some. What? Gross. Yes, we actually have some, and we're going to try it on the show. I was hoping that this day would never happen. <laughs> oh, it looks just like um, Kraft macaroni. You can make your own. I've looked into it. Really? Mm. Yeah. All right. Here we go. How much would you like? Just a little. And for those at home, you should know I'm violently allergic to ice cream, <laughs> dairy, cheese, mayonnaise, everything. So, Brandon, would you mind grabbing my Imodium AD bottle and Tums from the back? You got a spoon? Ugh. It looks like it um, looks like like orange. I'm gonna take a big bite. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well. Mm. It does taste like craft macaroni and cheese. More what? <laughs> I need something else to drink. Serve this at your next uh, mm. ice cream party and you'll have plenty. <laughs> God, that's awful. I'll take another bite. I don't know. Maybe it's the first bite you have to get accustomed. Your taste buds have to get accustomed to it. Ugh, it's like eating the cheese packet only. Mm. Is there anyone that would like to try some from upstairs? Uh, ingredients. Craft, uh, cream, milk, cane sugar, egg yolks, craft cheese. I recommend you not trying that. <laughs> craft cheese that. sauce mix. Hmm. Paprika. All right, here. You don't. It's it's not good. It's terrible. No. It, it, you want it to be good. It's not. Some I people, don't like it. Well, if you'd like I, to <laughs> try it for yourself, uh, we're giving away a pint of the Kraft uh, uh, Mac and Cheese ice cream, and because you'll need uh, a better flavor to wash it down with, uh, a pint of uh, peanut butter brownie cup and a pint of honeycomb. Um, on Thursday, we'll choose. It's a, just not a good thing. <laughs> we'll choose someone Ugh. in a random drawing. So just email your name and address to enter the drawing. Viewer mail at jtv.tv. That's it. Yeah, let us know if you'd like to win. There's. I found some other um, weird ice cream flavors. Ice cream shops around the country, like um, Van Leeuwen. <laughs> the ice cream store in Delaware has Thanksgiving dinner. Really? Ice cream with um, egg yolk, vanilla ice cream, studded with tomatoes, potatoes, and green beans. That's probably better than this. I would try that over <laughs> that. Uh, the Comfy Cow has uh, something called sweet potato casserole. This sounds pretty good. Um, brown sugar pecan brittle, marshmallow fluff, and roasted sweet potatoes. Uh, ben and Bill's Chocolate Emporium have lobster ice cream. And that is uh, vanilla bean and butter base and lobster pulled fresh from the Atlantic, then cooked and chopped, and then mixed in with the ice cream. Oh. I'll never have uh, macaroni and cheese again. Not only will I never have macaroni and cheese ice cream again, I will never have macaroni and cheese again. Really? Uh, it's that bad? It's that bad. Did they have this in Wisconsin, Brandon? You were up to... It's a big hit. Yeah. yeah. You get it everywhere. Yeah, I was going to say. Have you Ooh. found things to watch? The fall season is out. You know, I'm into the 9-11 uh, documentaries. I, mm. I do watch those. There's a good mm. one on Hulu, which uh, has some stories of some survivors. You'll remember some of these people that have been interviewed over the last yeah. 20 years and seeing them start to age a little bit. And the stories are so just unbelievable what people dealt with uh, that day. So I'm watching that. How about you? You watching anything? Yeah, we started watching the Netflix 9-11 um, documentary. Mm -hmm. And a study this week... Um, shows that people spend 100 days of their lives deciding what to watch. 100 days of their lives. I can see that. I think I need thumb surgery from scrolling on my iPad at night, figuring too, out what to watch. Too much to watch. Too much to watch. Yeah. But there's a ton of 9-11 documentaries. Um, and with this being the 20th anniversary, 
coming up on Saturday. I, I know that uh, people will be interested in uh, revisiting that. Yes, definitely. So, hey, join us tomorrow. We'll have Kisha Hamilton and Jackie Barber from the city of Jackson. And then my visit with uh, Blair and Jorge out at the Eagle's Nest. This afternoon, Sheriff Garaschuti and Under Sheriff Chris Simpson, Clay McAndrews, Steve Massey, Tony Phillips, Lisa Schweitzer, Bethany Wilson, and Lisa Kreiderman with Steve Tucker. That's this afternoon. Thanks for watching this morning. We'll see you later today.